Alright, so, let's start this episode today with a quick little fact of the day. Alright, do that from now on. A little fact or a quote or something that you need to hear. And I think you need to hear this because this is really interesting. So, fact of the day. In the summer, the Eiffel Tower can grow up to 15 centimeters taller. You might be thinking to yourself, there's no way. It's metal. Ah, exactly. It's made of iron. And due to thermal expansion, when the iron heats up, the particles gain kinetic energy and take up more space, thus growing the Eiffel Tower. Bet you didn't know that. Or maybe you did because you're a physics or engineer or whatever major, and you're just smarter than everyone else. But people I know don't know shit like that. So let me take a second to shout out my boy Gold Chris. Chris Cristancho, a good friend of mine, he came over to my house and showed me how to use the camera that I bought and the microphone on my laptop with software that I downloaded. So, YouTube videos will be coming very soon. Um, I'm definitely not going to stream video games because I'm terrible at just about every video game that anybody would want to watch me play. But, so, shout out Gold Chris. Uh, everyone go follow his YouTube. It's at Gold Chris, G-O-L-D-C-H-R-I-S, G-O-L-D-C-H-R-I-S. He makes great YouTube content, and he's got a video that he uploaded not too long ago on the FSU-UF game day and the crazy tailgate that we had over here at FSU. He's a great content creator, a great friend of mine, great person. So all of you go give him a follow and subscribe on YouTube for for helping me figure out how to use my camera and, and for being a great content creator. Now, oh, also, don't let me forget, <laughs> I created an Instagram for uh, Virgin Sports Podcast. It's uh, at Virgin, uh, V-I-R-G-I-N-S. P-O-R-T, the virgins in the sport is like combined with that S. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, three. So virgin sport three. Uh, go follow it. I don't really have much up yet because I don't have uh, videos to upload yet. But once I get some videos created, uh, that Instagram will become active and we'll have updates on uh, new episode drops. It'll have um, thinking about like doing polls of what you guys want to hear me talk about and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Hopefully that'll help me grow and help you guys be more involved with the podcast directly. And so I could give you guys the specific content that you might want to hear for that week or or that month or, or day uh, in what's for what's happening in sports. So let's get right into it. Today I'm gonna be talking about the the six the six games we have slated for this weekend. Uh, we've got the Chargers and Jags, Baltimore Cincy, Miami Buffalo. Shout out my Dolphins for making the playoffs. I know we don't have our quarterback, but we're in the playoffs, and, and that and that counts. That matters. Uh, Dallas, Tampa, New York, Minnesota, and Seattle, San Francisco. So, starting with the Chargers in Jacksonville, who do I think is going to win? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will win a playoff game and advance and advanced to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do I think that? Because the last time that they, these two teams played, Trevor Lawrence threw for 260, two touchdowns, no turnovers with a 115 passer rating. Trevor Lawrence's last two games have been 
so-so statistically, but Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are clicking on all cylinders right now. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. And Justin Herbert will be without Mike Williams, uh, who I think is their, their best wide receiver. He's really their only big, big play deep threat. Um, they're going to have to rely on Austin Eckler a lot in the run game or screens and, and checkdowns. Um, I don't see the Chargers offense being as dynamic and potent as it is with Mike Williams off the field this weekend. Uh, Herbert with games without Mike Williams averages 270, um, 1.6 touchdowns, and his passer rating is only 95 in games without him on average. So, I mean, th- that's that's all right. Like, that's not amazing or bad, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think T-Law and his golden flow, his sick head of hair, advance to the next round. Shout out my boy Brennan Murphy, huge Jags fan. Uh, he's going to the game this weekend, so we'll be rooting for the Jags big time for him so he can come back and tell me all about how the Jags won and uh, how great of a time it was for him. So, uh, yeah, I think the Jags advance. I think they beat the Chargers. Baltimore Cincy, really not much to say about it because Lamar won't be in the game, which as a fan of the sport is disappointing. However, I understand why he's not playing. I mean, he's hurt and he's got a contract dispute. Um, He's got a lot of money on the line. The last thing he needs to do is play at 30% tear an ACL and potentially never never get a contract again. but that whole uh, debacle and um, situation is, is going to be talked about on, on, an, on another episode. But look, the fact is Baltimore averages 13 points per game without Lamar Jackson this season. They're 2-3 and three without him. They've only scored 17 points once. It, and the Bengals are, are, are probably the favorites in the AFC right now. Uh, I, I, I'd like the Bengals heavy in this game. I don't know what the spread is, but... If it if it's not fourteen or or more, uh, I would definitely take it. So now we've got my Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. I don't even want to talk about this game because our third string rookie is starting. So I would be an idiot to think the Dolphins have any rational, logical, real chance to win this game. However, however. There's always that any given Sunday freak of freak of nature phenomenon no one's ever seen before upsets. You know, what if the first play of the game, Josh Allen drops back to pass, throws a pick six. Just absolutely rattled now. Throws a pick six. His fans are booing. Oh, boo. You're losing the Dolphins on the first play. And the Dolphins are hyped. Josh Allen's in his own head. They abandoned the run game because we know the Dolphins have a great run defense and their run offense is eh. Josh Allen is really their best runner. And now it's just we get to pin our ears back with Bradley Chubb um, and Jalen Phillips rushing the passer. And, and we and we get to Josh Allen. We rattle him. And <laughs> imagine those are the only seven points that anyone scores all game and we win. I mean... It's not going to happen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But I'm such a Dolphins fan that I'm trying to create any any um, scenario in my head to see us winning. But it's just not working. So uh, I'm not an idiot. The Buffalo is going to win the game. And I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I really don't. Uh, Skylar Thompson, 
I feel bad for the kid. I, I no, I don't. I feel bad for the the fact that Dolphins fans are gonna shit on him if if he if he goes out and lays an egg. But it's really unfair to expect him to to really even produce against against a Buffalo defense like that in the snow in a fucking playoff game. So yeah, sadly I gotta I gotta go against the Dolphins this week. So very. The, the Monday night game, we've got Dallas and Tampa, right? Everyone's talking about how Dak's got a big turnover issue and the Cowboys can't beat Tom Brady. And look what the t- Tampa's offense is finally back and healthy. Look what they did to the Panthers. Oh, big plays to Mike Evans. The, the Bucks are back. You don't want to see Brady in the playoffs. Nonsense. Fucking nonsense, okay? Dallas is fourth in total offense, fifth in total defense in terms of points for and points allowed. Both teams turn the ball over the exact, essentially the same amount. 23 for Dallas, 22 for Tampa. And like five of Dallas's turnovers on Dak interceptions are drops from wide receivers. Most notably that Noah Brown play to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He catches that ball, and that's a first down, okay? And then maybe Dallas goes and wins that game. And this whole narrative of Dak has a turnover issue. Yes, I guess statistically he does. This year he's... He's got the most in the league, or tied for the most in the league, with less with five. I think it's five games not uh, missing. Yeah, whatever, bro. Not all of those are on him. And and sometimes, uh, Brett Favre was labeled a gunslinger. Has the most interceptions in history. Had a season of like twenty six interceptions or some. Cra- I think it was twenty six interceptions. Yeah, but he's labeled a gunslinger, and and Dak is labeled turnover prone. The narrative on Dak is crazy. Dak is a very good quarterback. I would love. I would I root for Dak because he went from being hated so much then to being praised so much now to being hated again and I I just don't like that. Dak is a solid quarterback. Dallas runs the ball better than Tampa. Techn I I don't I guess technically they don't throw it better, but in in this game I'm da- I think Dallas kills Tampa. I really do. I don't think it's going to be close. But it would be cool if it was because my father is being flown out to that game on a private jet and getting like 50-yard line seats. Uh, I'm so jealous of him. I really wish I could go, but I wasn't invited, that fucker. Anyway, yeah, he's been flown on a private jet with bottomless drinks, I'm sure, and food and just amazing seats. So shout out my dad. I hope he has a good time, but... I don't think the people with him will because I think uh, those Tampa fans are in for a rough day against Dallas. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't think it's going to be close because all anyone can say about Dallas is, oh, the turnovers, but both teams turn the ball over the, uh, the same amount. So I, I'm really not that worried. Um, also, Tom Brady has been struggling against pressure all year. He gets the ball out the quickest because he's afraid to take a hit and stand uh, in the pocket. Make those make those throws twenty yards downfield into the outside numbers with a with a with a man in his face. Uh, Dallas has a has a great pass rush. Their their defense is healthy and all their players are practicing right now, especially D Law. So I think I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna look like the Buccaneers that we've seen all season and, and get blown out of the water. And Dallas is gonna head to uh to next week against Philadelphia and in what will probably be the game of that week, but. So we've got Minnesota and New York. This is a very intriguing game. Why do I say that? You could look at the records 
and what they've been doing all year and say, oh, Minnesota's clearly the better team. They're definitely going to win. However, however, it really it you can't really say that because Minnesota's defense is so damn bad and every and it's very well known that in the playoffs the key the, the key to winning those those games is running the ball and stopping the run. Two things the Vikings really are not that great at. They're middle of the pack in rushing offense and they're near dead last in every defensive category, specifically rushing. They give up 4.5 rushing yards a game and the Giants have a top 7 rushing attack in yards per attempt and yards. So if if the Giants come out and they game plan correctly with a rushing attack, feed Saquon, get Daniel Jones's feet moving, churn clock, keep Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson off the field and put pressure on that offense and make them one-dimensional with with throwing, playing from behind. The Giants very well could upset the Minnesota uh, Vikings. Do I think it happens? No, I don't. I don't. I think the I think the Vikings come out and they just pour it on early, go up like fourteen to three early, and the Giants are forced to throw the ball. And Daniel Jones is not going to go win you a game with his arm. I'm sorry, like he he's good. Like I don't think he's an answer. I think he's a, a game manager. I watched a uh, an analyst named Theo Ash. I'm sure if you're uh, on TikTok and you're into sports, you've seen his. Uh, his videos he did a video on Daniel Jones about how when the pocket starts to starts to collapse and he needs to move up in the pocket or just drift a little bit he immediately takes his eyes off of the receivers and looks looks to run instead of throw when if he would have slid up and waited like 0.2 more seconds and just made a move up while keeping his eyes down the field he could have made an anticipatory throw or or a window throw and then throw it to the hole and have a receiver open for 25 yards. Perfect example is uh, when in cover two, when when the when the corner uh, lets the receiver run by him because he's got a man in the flat and that safety's on the way over. As soon as he's even with that corner, you got to throw that ball into that into that gap. Daniel Jones he doesn't take those chances. He throws to the check down way too often, and you're not going to beat Minnesota with that. Like, as bad as their defense is, if Minnesota goes up early, which I think they will because their offense really is potent with J.J. and Kurt and now Hawkinson in the mix, the Giants have no chance with, with, with that. So the Giants need to come out, play smash-mouth football, stop the Vikings' average rush attack, and just run it down their damn throat in order to win that game. I don't think it happens. Like I said, I think Minnesota wins, but that's the key to the victory for the Giants. So last but not least, we have Seattle and San Francisco. We've got Big Cock Brock, as they call him. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. Oh, man. I think Seattle's got a legit chance to win this game, and here's why. Here's why. Seattle has a very talented corner. I I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so I won't try, but his last name is Woolen, who is a top rookie corner in the league. He made the all-pro team. Um, he's got, I think, six or seven interceptions. He runs like a 4-3, and he's like 6-2. He's going to be all over Debo Samuel. Whether Debo wins the matchup or not, we'll see. But the key to the Seattle's victory is playing man defense and pressuring Brock. Against man defense, Brock Purdy is throwing at 59% with a passer rating of only 74.2. 
It's pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible. But again, zone, 69% with a 125 passer rating. Pretty phenomenal. Also, when you play man defense against a guy like Josh Allen or Lamar, because your eyes aren't on the quarterback and everyone's being taken by a receiver, you open up rushing lanes for a quarterback. Brock Purdy is not that. He cannot run the ball. He's very slow. He's not a threat at all. He doesn't run the ball. So playing land defense, the only risk you take is if they uh, flex out like Christian McCaffrey into the slot or to the boundary and you're not in the right personnel and you've got a linebacker on him, then you're going to get picked apart. But I, I don't. I don't see any other way Seattle wins the game unless unless they do that. Because if they sit back and play zone, they're gonna they're gonna lose. Brock Purdy is gonna throw into those gaps into those zones, and that scheme is gonna carry San Francisco. Because it's hard to score in San Francisco. Really, uh, I don't I don't know if Seattle's got the firepower, but the the key to stopping that offense is pressuring Brock and playing man defense. So. We're going to see if that happens, but I don't think it does. I think San Francisco wins that game. But like I said, if they if they get to Brock early with pressure and play man defense, they've got a chance to slow that offense down and hopefully make it a low-scoring game and squeak out a victory. And I'd be really happy for Geno Smith if they did that because, like he said, they wrote him off and he ain't right back. So that's it for this episode of Virgin Sports, guys. Let me know what you guys think. Like I said, Soon I'm going to be having videos on YouTube and the account that I made on Instagram will be posting updates and trying to get followers to interact with the podcast a little bit. You know, I'm trying to grow this thing, but, you know, I got to balance out my school work and in this podcast. So I'm trying my best for you guys. So if you if you like the podcast, just, you know, go follow that Instagram and and shoot me a message or something. Or if you have critiques or or if there's something you really want me to talk about and hear my opinion on. Go follow uh, Version Sports 3 on Instagram. So I hope you all have a a safe and blessed weekend, and I'll see you back uh, next time, guys. Take care.